You are freer than you think. It's like the ultimate form of freedom. You expound upon that freedom to develop on this planet. True freedom comes from within. It's the ability. Thinking to myself, I can help you or I can destroy you. Man is a two-time felon. I work really hard and I've been, a, I've been a life learner. When things are feeling tough, let yourself be surprised. The world favors risk-taking. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Freedom Pact. Today on the show, we are joined by Ariane Andrew. Ariane is most popularly known as a former WWE superstar wrestling under the name Cameron. She describes herself as a queen of all trades due to her work in various fields that not only include professional wrestling, but include acting, entrepreneurship, hosting, part of the fitness industry. She's a philanthropist, all these different fields. And she's here today to talk about how you guys can find your passion, how you guys can take more control over your own life, and most importantly, how you can find happiness in anything you do, whether that is running your own business or as an employee. She does not discriminate and believes everyone can find more happiness. Before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you guys about our healthy, wealthy and wise newsletter that goes out every Monday that gives you some information or some advice or recommendation that will benefit your life in three ways. It'll make you healthier, it'll make you wealthier, it'll make you wiser. It includes information, advice, some quotes, and a book recommendation every week. And there's no marketing involved. We're not asking anything in return. We're not plugging anything. It's simply just free value, a gift from us to you every week that will start your week off right. And you can sign up to that newsletter now at freedompact.co.uk. So without any further ado, Ariane, welcome to the Freedom Pact podcast. Thank you for having me. Perfect. So to start off, just to sort of set the scene for our audience, you are known as the queen of all trades. Um, Could you explain what that is and what ventures you've dipped into so far in your career? Yeah, for sure. So Queen of All Trades just kind of came from, I feel like life should be lived to the fullest. And I feel like a lot of people's dreams live at the cemetery. Um, A lot of people have dreams, but they don't take action. And for me, it's like, I never want to live my life and say, if I had a passion for something, or if I had a, you know, something I wanted to try that I never did. So Queen of All Trades just kind of means I dip my hands to so many things. Um, I used to be in WWE, so I consider myself an athlete. I love fitness. I have a talk show. Um, I have a fitness app. I'm into philanthropy. I'm an entrepreneur. So it's just kind of like, you know, dipping a queen of all trades. I do it all. I've done musics. It may suck, but it's like, hey, if you never try, I never just want to say like, hey, I never did it. It's like, no, I went out there and fucking did it. Is it safe to say that, you know, you've, you've tried all these ventures? Is there a case of just wanting to enjoy what you do and not be one of those people that sort of live for the weekend and they trade in five days of their life to get two back on a Saturday and Sunday. Do you want to live every day like it's your weekend then? I want to live every day like it's my weekend. I've never been a person um, to live for the weekend. I feel like it's about putting the work in 24-7. And when you have a passion for something, don't get me wrong. It's not like, 
some days I don't wake out of bed like, yes, I'm ready to fucking kick some ass today. Um, it's just more like when you have a passion for something, it doesn't matter if it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Most people hate Mondays. I love Mondays because it's a new week to like go out there, kick ass and make your dreams and passions and hit your goals. One of the things that I really loved reading about on your on your website and your blog was this idea of health is wealth. And you mentioned, you know, the three attributes of that. So you've got physical health, mental health, and financial health. And, and that was interesting to me because you hear a lot of people talk about the importance of physical health and mental health. Very rarely hear people talk about financial health. What does that mean to you? And what are your attitudes towards financial health? Well, I mean, if we kind of take it back a little bit, success is based on different, you know, different things. There's no definition to success. And most people tie success to wealth um, and to finances. And I feel like at the end of the day, if you love what you're doing, kind of like what I said before, that is financial, um, that is financial health. And to me, financial health as well is being financially free. Like, you know, there's people who could work 80 hours a week and making millions of dollars, but that's not freedom. That's being still, or if you own a business, that's just being an owner of a job. It's about being able to create that pathway of having passive income where you're making money, money while you sleep. I mean, Warren Buffett says it. If you're not making money while you're sleeping, then you'll be working, you know, till the day you die. Exactly. And what would you say to people who are maybe listening to this and thinking, that's the attitude that I want to have, but I just don't know what my calling is. If, if they know they want to have that sort of control over, over their life, but they don't know what their meaning is, how do they find their meaning or their calling? I mean, to be honest, I haven't even achieved, you know, where I want to be or that financial freedom. I believe, um, I guess, I mean, that's a really good question. I think that we're all still trying to figure it out, even if you may be great at what it is that you do. I think it's just about sitting back and figuring out what you're passionate about, because if you're doing something that you hate, I mean, what is life really? So I think it's about just kind of sitting back and asking what, when I get up in the morning, what's going to make me feel excited? Like if you're, let's just say you love stickers, you know, there's a, there's so many opportunities where you can go figure out a way to promote stickers. I mean, there's Fiverr, there's YouTube, there's podcasts, like there's a niche out there for, for that, that people are like, I'm obsessed with stickers or I'm obsessed with bugs, something that's so like far fetched. So I believe it's about sitting back, figuring out what is it that I love and then being like, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and do it. And it's not about making it all happen in one day. Cause I think, you know, in this generation, we're so consumed with um, getting things so quickly. We have Amazon, we have all these things where it's learning how to be patient and it's hard because I haven't even, you know, found that middle ground of being patient. So I think it's just like they say, Rome wasn't built in a day, but they built brick by brick every hour. So it's just like, hey, if it's just one thing a day, even if that's like, I'm just going to Google one thing. It's just doing that and executing, even if it's this small. And just remember, like, it's going to take time. And if you want generational wealth, that's going to take years. This shit's not built overnight like people on Instagram try to make it out to be. 
I think your story is a really interesting one in the sense that you've gone from one um, sphere, of the, the circus of you know professional wrestling, and that is just one thing you've been successful in, and you've changed and you've moved into entrepreneurship, which I think is really refreshing to see. And I think in a way, maybe that wrestling business sort of gave you some good fundamentals when moving into a, a sphere like entrepreneurship. I mean, they say professional wrestling is something where you meet many challenges and setbacks. What did you learn throughout your career in that sphere, um, which has transformed you into a different person outside of the ring and your professional career now? So, you know, wrestling is, it's wrestling entertainment. Yes, it's very physical, but it's also entertainment. And, um, you know, I, they say if you can make it in wrestling, you can make it anywhere. And I know why they say that because like the NBA or the NFL, like if you're good, you can't hold, you can't hold, you know, a LeBron James back. You can't hold back, you know, you couldn't hold back a Michael Jordan if, you know, the talent shows for themselves. And the difference with wrestling, it's you're, you can be the most talented person ever, but it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to make it to the top. It's kind of like, um, it's a game, you know what I mean? It's about how does the system want to push you? If they don't feel like you're that superstar, you may always stay at the bottom. So I think that that really programs your brain to either you're going to sink or you're going to swim. And, you know, being in WWE, it gave me a lot of um, empowerment, but it also gave me a lot of insecurities because it starts to make you wonder, like, am I good enough? Am I, am I pretty enough? Like, am I, am, am I enough? And after I was able to step away, because I think that's what it takes a lot of times is stepping away from something to have like this, um, revelation that it's like, you know what? No, fuck that. You know, I know that I work my ass off. I, I know what I bring to the table and I'm not going to let someone shortcut me from that. And I believe just seeing how I was never able to get where I wanted to be. Um, you know, I stepped down from the main roster to go back down to developmental and I gave up my spot. And ultimately I didn't win, you know, like ultimately I end up losing my contract. And that's why I decided to get, go into entrepreneurship because it definitely starts with the mindset. You know what I mean? And that's why now it's so important for me to do what I do and spread the word to say, hey, you know, life is going to throw you oranges and make lemonade out of that. It's interesting. And, and I, I love this, this story. Um, I actually remember years ago i took my brother to a, a ww event and you were there i think it was one around the time you were still with um brodus clay and and everything and uh you were on a tour over in the uk and i remember seeing that and i remember seeing just how many people were there and i was astounded by this sort of fan base that you had around you and you know to step out of that limelight and go and take control for yourself that must have been a hard decision because you know you might have come out of the WWE, but people argue that you could have easily you know, continued your career in other uh, promotions. Was there a case of just wanting to take control of your own destiny? It was a little bit of everything. I think like even when, you know, I got the call that I got the release, it was such a bittersweet moment. It was like, oh, I feel like there's this weight lifted off of me of not knowing the uncertainty of what's happening. Like, you know, I'm walking on eggshells, what's next, but also like, man, I didn't get a chance to prove myself. You know, like I said before, I went back down to developmental 
and that's ballsy. It's because, you know, like, I mean, even on Total Divas, you hear Mark Carano saying, you do this, you may not have a job. But I was willing to make that sacrifice. And I feel like doing that after the release happened, I needed to take some time to be away from that environment and find myself because I felt like I knew who I was when I walked into WWE. And after leaving, I was a little bit uncertain of who is Ariane, you know, like I played this character Cameron, but who, who, who am I? And how do I get back to being my true self? And I just feel like I needed to take some time to figure that out, focus on other passions that I have. And then, you know, April 4th, I was supposed to make my return, not back into WWE, but then, you know, everything happened with Corona and I felt like I was in the right mindset. And there's, you know, people have asked me like, what the fuck? Like, why would you want to go back there? Like, you know, you went through a lot of stuff and I'm like, because I'm in a different place in my mind. And again, it all goes back to mindset. Cause like when you can conquer this and I'm still working on it, I feel like you can conquer the world. So I feel like I was able to go back with vengeance and know like how to play the game. Cause I mean, that's really what it is. Like, you know what I mean? It's about life is life is a game and really how you play it. And when you, you know, when you left that crazy world of pro wrestling and entered the arguably even crazier world of entrepreneurship, <laughs> what um, initial steps did you take? What, what were you doing at the time to make that transition? Am I right in thinking you were, you were already well educated at the time? Um, yes and no, because I have two degrees, one in psychology and one in marketing, but at entrepreneurship, it's not about your degrees or if you went to college, it's about hand on experience. That's the best experience you can ever get is you try and I don't say failure. I look at it like, you know, it didn't work out or the way you thought it would you, it's just another way to go back into something with more knowledge, you know? Um, so yeah, having the education, but I think just kind of diving in and saying, you know what, I'm going to hit brick walls and that's okay because that's what life is about. And that's the only way I'm going to get experience and continue growing is if I hit a brick wall or things I thought were going to go this way and it went the complete opposite. I mean, I've never even talked about this, but I started a clothing line and it didn't even have a chance to get the legs moving because my partners and I, it didn't work out, you know? And it, you think about times like that where you're like, wow, we came up with something from the ground up. We had everything. The button was ready to be pressed to go. And, you know, we were getting so many things like, wow, this is so amazing. Like, you know, what you guys just created. And to see that like all kind of crumble after you spent so much time and energy, it's like, Fuck. but that's life you know you're gonna try so many different things and at the time it's gonna seem like I'm having a nervous breakdown what the hell is happening but it all is pointing you into the direction of where you need to be I feel like people who aren't um, in the world of entrepreneurship think of an entrepreneur and, and just see the glamorous you know the money making the lifestyle the control over their own life but they they don't know about, you know, the, the hard work. They don't know about the failures. They don't know about the setbacks. When you first stepped into that world, what were some of the initial challenges or lessons you learned very quickly? Um, that even though you may have a little bit of notoriety, 
no one gives a shit about that really at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like initially, like for me, um, kind of to backtrack, I, you know, I still do acting, but that was my initial thing before I kind of went into the entrepreneurial world and no one really cares, you know, um, it's kind of starting from, from ground zero, you know? So, I mean, Sorry, I can sometimes have like ADD moments. Can you say the question one more time? Because I feel like I'll go off on like a tangent. Like, wait, yeah. where do we start from? Um, when you first jumped into entrepreneurship, what were the sort of challenges or, or lessons you learned really quickly initially? There we go. Um, that, you know, people put on this persona on Instagram that things are overnight. Mm. And it's easy to get so caught up with that because people don't realize it's a grind. Um, it's actually, I haven't had a nine to five job since I was probably like 20 years old. And that going to nine to five is you clock in, you clock out. When you're an entrepreneur, there is no clock in, clock out. You can be working from six in the morning to 1am. You know what I mean? So there, you're going to hit so many challenges because it's like, you're trying to kind of figure this kind of try to figure it all out, you know, especially like if you don't come from a family who has money and you're doing it yourself, um, there's going to be those challenges, like financial challenges, not knowing what to do and having to do the research, um, trying to execute a plan. And then it's like, wow, okay, I hit this brick wall. So for me, my challenges were, you know, having the financial resources to like to start off how I want to, without having to ask an investor, you know what I mean? Like, how do I make this work without having to get an investor? Um, how many books do I need to read? You know what I mean? So it's like, you hit these walls of, man, this is a lot of work and this shit ain't easy. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you met those initial challenges or, or maybe even failures, um, what was your reaction to those? Because I read a blog post of yours in which you titled fuck your plan b was that the mentality um when you faced failures and challenges was it this is it this is all all for me you know so there is never like you can say one thing but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's um it's exactly that way you know what i mean i've always in a sense i do say fuck your plan b but I guess you can say I'm a little contradictive because I do feel like even with what I do now, I do other things as well because sometimes what you think you're trying to work on is not the, like the road you're, you're meant to be on. You know what I mean? Like as much as I say, I can love this, but maybe that doesn't work out how I, how I say it is like perfect example, you know, before wrestling, I wanted to always be an entertain, you know, an entertainer, but I went to school and got two degrees because the thing is, is that how many people in, you know, the world want to be an entertainer, especially in California, you know, LA, that's the place you go, you go to Hollywood. So for me, it was like, you know what, no matter what, even if the path that I'm trying to go to, I'm still going to build other little roadblocks around it. But when I wrote that blog, it was more just instilling saying, you know what, people always have this plan of what if this doesn't work out? I don't go into things saying, what if this doesn't work out? I go into it saying, this is going to fucking work out, but I'm also going to do X, Y, and Z, you know? And sometimes I feel like when I do write things, 
I don't want to go down this long laundry list. That's why I'm able to, I'm happy to able, I'm happy to be able to talk about it like this because it's like, that's what I mean by fuck your plan B. People are just always so wishy-washy of, should I do this? It's like, no, go fucking do it. And if you want to build some other little things around it, that's fine. But don't go into it like, oh, what if this is not going to work? If you have that mentality, this shit's not going to fucking work. When I took a glance over your website, your Instagram, um, your business ventures, I kept getting the theme of sort of personal development and, and helping others through, through what you do. And, you know, a lot of people in your situation with the sort of fan base you have, you often see them just trying to sell, sell, sell without really giving anything back. And what I noticed with you is whether it's through, you know, your blog posts, your, your ebook, um, fitness, whatever you're selling, you tend to be given some sort of value or giving something back. Is that something that's important to you in having meaning and helping others in, in what you're doing? 1000%. It's all about creating value because the thing is, I look at it like, you know, hey, maybe someone doesn't come, you know, subscribe to my fitness app. No one buys the ebook or purchases something from one of my businesses that's okay. But I'm like, did you walk away and did you learn something? Because I look at it like maybe this person is not ready or they may not have the finances. And if I help sit here and help this one person, it's word of mouth. I mean, that's what entrepreneurship is about is word of mouth. And for me, I just get a, a high off of like life and that feeling of like, wow, if I can impact one person, that's what I think people don't realize what entrepreneurship is about. It's about creating opportunities and giving value to people. You know, the whole point of becoming an entrepreneur, you open up businesses so you can hire people so they can have a way to take care of their family and be able to have a livelihood. So for me, it's so, so, so important, you know, because like I said, we're so surrounded by motherfuckers around here who are just like, hey, let me, if you get this, you know, course for only a thousand dollars you can have success overnight and it's like no that's not how it fucking works like there is no such thing yeah okay 10 years that's that's overnight success 10 years you know what i mean or like a half of a decade that's overnight success so i'm always going to be that person that's going to provide value and even times when i feel like fuck man i'm not where i want to be yet and shit maybe i should be a fucked up person i'm like no that's just not that's just not in my mentality. You know what I mean? Like, of course, do I want to achieve, you know, so much success, but I'm like, if I don't get there, but if I'm helping shape people's lives, I'm gonna be okay with that. What I like as well is that, you know, I've, we've interviewed hundreds of people on this podcast and, and a lot of them, you know, they want to give value, but they give empty words or just vague uh, outline what you're doing is you're sort of giving actionable value, um, you know, whether that's through fitness or even when I read your ebook, um, you know, the, the quick guide to happiness and success, you were giving, you know, practices or, or, or happiness hacks and, and they were actionable things that people can, can read and they can start implementing today. And on that theme of happiness, then, do you think that happiness is a choice? Um, yes. And or let me say, you know, 
if I'm keeping it 1000%, I would say yes and no. Mm. You know, people preach all the time, like positive energy, just be happy. But life fucking happens. Like someone passes away, you're working your ass off and you see zero return. Sometimes it's hard to be happy, you know, but it's, I feel like it's a learned trade, you know, to fully conquer that. I haven't fully conquered that yet. Like even this week, I'm having a moment because I'm like, I'm not where I want to be in my career. Like I'm, I'm so stressed out and maybe from an outsider looking in, they think, wow, this person, you know, she's doing amazing. But I have moments where I'm, you know, struggling. I mean, I, I'm so one, like 1000% and I have like diary of the mouth. I have a therapist, you know, that I see, you know, cause we're in quarantine and stuff that I do, you know, virtual sessions with to keep me accountable and to keep my mindset together because it's, you know, especially in the world that we're living in right now, things hit you left and right. And it's sometimes hard to be happy, but I do feel like there are things like in the ebook, the five minute journal that when I am having a stress out day, when you go back and see the things that you are grateful for, it's kind of hard to be not happy when you're grateful, you know? And it's little things like that of like stopping where I'm at, you know, if I'm outside and being like, let me ground myself. I'm having the worst day ever, but let me just feel how it feels to be in nature. Let me like, that's a, like, that's a privilege. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a, like, especially now in quarantine, it's like to walk outside. That's a privilege now because, you know, you have to be in mask and all these things. I think we take so many of the th- the small things for granted. But when you think about like, wow, I actually just have a house over my head. Am I in the mansion I want to be in? No. I'm going to get there. But if you're never can find happiness where you're at, you'll, no matter what you get, you can have, you become a billionaire. You can get the Lamborghini, the Ferrari, all this bullshit. But those are just the shiny objects that last for two seconds. Think about it. You get a new car. How fast are you over and like, fuck, I'm ready for the next car. You know? So if you're always trying to obtain these things, but don't find happiness with where you're at in your life, you'll never be happy. But it's, it's a learning experience every day because motherfuckers out there who sit there and say like, ah, I'm happy every day. That's bullshit because we're human, you know? And it, I feel like there has maybe been people out there who have mastered it, but I feel like it's an everyday learning, like programming and reprogramming your mind to find that because we've been programmed to have such bullshit and to focus on negativity. I mean, think about it now, when you look at the tabloids, it's always, oh, this person cheated on this, but are they talking about like the positive stuff? Or you go on some, people take time out their day to go write a shit comment. Like you, why do you have time to write a whole fucking book, like talking shit about someone? How about you write something nice? And if you have nothing nice to say, like your, you know, like your parents just say, like, just don't say shit. Like you don't like someone's Instagram, delete it. Like delete them as a friend. You don't, you know, you don't like what's happening. Just like, you, you know, you can have an opinion, but I mean, this is just me going on a rant, you know, it's like, it's hard to find happiness when we're like put with so much negative bullshit out here nowadays. Yeah. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about because you are someone who's, who's in that sphere of, you know, you have a almost a, close to a million followers on, on, on Instagram and, you know, a lot of people in your position um, with a, you know, big, you know, fan base, a following, uh, young, attractive, you can promote happiness cells and, you know, you don't see a lot of people in your position being openly vulnerable. 
And, you know, you, you can be on Instagram, you can see all these people like yourself, you know, having the best day of their life every day. And, you know, it can have a, a negative effect on you because you're thinking, you know, I'm not happy every day like that. How important is it for you to be vulnerable and, and open about those sort of things? I mean, I think it's super important. I try my best, you know, to put out the moments that I'm not feeling the best. Oh my gosh, my dog is just trying to be a part of this amazing conversation. Um, Liddy, come on. Liddy, you're just killing the whole vibe right now. Come on, come on, come on. Um, but I think it's super important. I do try to um, be real, but of course no one wants to hear about poor me. Like my life is yada, yada, yada. You know, it's like, okay, we all deal with stuff. So I try to find like a, I guess a happy medium. Um, I feel like sometimes I'm being vulnerable, but also again, it's hard. People don't like to read. You know, you post a picture of your ass, that's a million likes, but you post something that's about like substance. It's like, people are like, I'm not reading that shit. You know, so I try to find like that happy balance of being like, you know, you're gonna, if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck because I'm gonna post what I feel like and I'm gonna let you know that today's not that good. You can like it, or you don't, you know, like, I mean, I've shared posts about my anxiety, my depression, how I see a therapist, because I think that that's important. If it gets one like, that's great. And it, if it don't, if it helped one person, I'm learning, hey, if I helped one person, that's really all that matters, you know? Um, and I try to be super transparent. I mean, clearly my mouth gets me in trouble because I am just like, I just keep it, I just keep it real, you know? And it's for some people and it's not. And I'm okay because this is me. Do you practice um, meditation or mindfulness at all? And I know if people do practice meditation or mindfulness, it looks different for every person. You know, some people might sit down and meditate. Others might just, you know, focus on positive affirmations. If you do practice either of those, what does it look like for you? So, you know, I, this has been like a thing I want to do this year is like, um, meditate, I'll get into it and I haven't been consistent. And that's something I do want to, you know, work more on because, you know, just to have that moment of quietness and quiet the mind and not think about, oh my God, I have to do a million things. Um, for me, it's affirmations because in the five minute journal, it has, um, you know, I believe it's like, I am. And the thing about affirmations that people don't realize is that if you're trying to like say lose weight, right? Let's give an example and you're overweight and you're like, I love the way I look in my really, you know, fit shredded body, but you're not there. You don't believe that. It has to be something that you believe. So what, how you do it, because people don't know how to do affirmations. It's taught the wrong way. You say, I am in the process of, or I feel excited about, you know, getting to my goal of losing 20 pounds. I am in the process of becoming the best version of myself mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, because you're in the process. If you don't believe it, it's not an affirmation. You have to believe it with your, like with conviction. So at least if you say I'm in the process, it makes you feel like, well, I am doing these things. So I am in the process of, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. So that's, you know, for me, it's affirmations in the process of or I'm excited about. Hmm. I was recently um, studying a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And, you know, he, he talks in the book and about the power of gratitude. 
and you know ever since i've been trying to you know write down three things i'm grateful for every night is mm-hmm. gratitude something that you practice and how important is it to reflect on what we have sometimes when we're always in search of what we don't have so even like i was talking about before the five minute journal that's um you don't need a five minute journal you need just a piece of paper and not type it in your computer but yeah i mean i don't do it daily like with quarantine you know life has been a little crazy but um for the most part i've been pretty consistent with in the journal every morning um, I'm grateful for three things. What would make my day great? My affirmation. Then come back at the end of the day. Well, what were three great things that happened in my day? And what are some things that I could have done better? You know, so I think it's important to have gratitude, but also reevaluate, you know, reevaluate what you're grateful for and, you know, how to move on to like the next thing. I think if there's a balance of for sure being grateful, um, And it can be hard to just all the time be like, again, oh my God, I'm waking up every day grateful because there's going to be those days where you feel like I don't care just about my house or I don't care. And I feel like that's okay. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, have a moment and then like get back to like having that mindset of being grateful. You know I mean? It's just, it's life. We're humans. We're not robots. So there are going to be days where, you know, you're not going to feel grateful. Um, but I, I mean, I think have a moment and then just come back and say, okay, I'm going to refocus that energy to something more positive, you know? So it's a, like, again, it's life is about balance. You talk about this idea of investing in yourself. Now I'm not sure if everyone will know what that means. So what do you mean by this idea of investing in ourselves? And what way would you encourage the listeners to maybe start investing in themselves? Literally investing in yourself can be for three ninety nine. It doesn't require you having to pay for Because a lot of people are like, I don't have the money. People come up with so many excuses. I mean, there's YouTube, there's so there's podcasts, there's a million things that you can, if you want to go find it, you will find it. You know what I mean? Um, and investing in yourself is, it's everything mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So we'll start with mentally. So, you know, what, what is that for you? Meditation? Is that taking a five minute, you know, walk and being in nature? Because something about nature, we are part of the universe. Is that um, exercising? You know, I encourage it all, but you sometimes, you know, it's baby steps. Start with one. That's mental, um, physical. That goes into working out. Take, you know, five minutes, stretch, stretch your body. Like don't make an excuse. I mean, you can go outside and walk, put your mask on, go for a walk for, you know, five minutes, five minutes. You mean we do bullshit, like go on Instagram, you have five minutes. Um, you know, financially, I would say, you know, what are you, what books are you reading? You know what I mean? Like if you don't have the money to invest in something, what education are you using to help better yourself. You know, you want to start that biz- business, you don't have the money. Like, in cor- like, I even look in quarantine, like if you don't come out with either doing a hobby that you wanted, uh, read a book, start a business, um, get straight with your mental, like what the fuck have you been doing all this time? Like people just make excuses. So, you know, like there's so many ways. I mean, for even 
person who has $5. You can go on Robinhood, do your research, and you can use $5 to invest into something that you think will take off in the long, like you have $5. If you don't have five, go, you know, like a dollar. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's investments on Robinhood that you can, or acorns that you can use a dollar, you know? And I mean, that's what I would say, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, what would I say? Um, becoming the best version of yourself in every aspect of life. You mentioned things like, you know, listening to podcasts and, and, and absorbing certain types of media and, and educating yourself and, and fitness. What are some of the, the habits that you've developed over the last few years? Um, with fitness? Anything. Or... So it could be reading, could be meditation, just habits that you try and build into your daily life or, or, or daily um, or weekly. Um, habits, I try to, you know... It's like, to me, I'm like, I have to get my workout in, you know, five times a week. I I mean, I'm very obsessed with my physical body. Um, That's just me being real, but it's a mind thing too. Like if I don't work out, I'm losing my shit. Like I've noticed things to have a domino effect where I'm just having like a bad day. And then the next thing, you know, like it's a true, it's like a domino effect. So fitness, um, the journal, I've been recently, I'm, I've never really been like a religious person, but I do feel like you have to find something that's greater than yourself. Um, whether that mean, whatever that may mean for you, nothing that's materialistic. So not like a celebrity or some bullshit like that, but finding something that's greater than you spiritually. Um, I've been getting into that because, you know, like I said, I'm not that religious, but it's like reading like a Bible verse in the morning. And I'm not a person to preach like Bible, you know, because religion is such a touchy subject, but whatever that may be for you, like finding something greater than yourself has been like something tremendous during quarantine. I've learned um, is you're trying to do all this hustle and bustle, but I feel like when you find something greater than yourself, um, that also helps with your mindset. And um, being dedicated, like every day, there's something to be done. There's never a moment I can say I'm bored or, I mean, I have my hands in so many stuff. I have my podcast. So it's like working on that. I just opened up a business called Label My Keys. I also have a TV show that I filmed. And that's also now we just made that into a podcast over quarantine. Like these are just like habits of, I don't ever understand when people are like, I'm bored. Like life is meant to be lived in so many ways that, you know, if you have a passion for something, like there should be something daily that you feel that should excite you that you want to work on. So I go off on these rants, but fitness, my journaling, my businesses, um, and lately like creating and more relationships with like my friends and family. I feel like I get so caught up with, success and money and all these things that it's like at the end of the day none of that means shit you know if you don't have it to share with people you love so um even for me using this quarantine to talk to my family more and connect with friends and stuff that I wasn't doing before because I was so consumed with just work 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 so those have become like um habits you know Mm -hmm. Something I, I read on your on your website, and I you know I encourage everyone to go and check out your website and your blogs. I think there's some terrific stuff on there. Um, was this idea of saying no? 
and you know you you see on tv and 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 tv shows and you know you hear in the personal development space about the power of saying yes and the more you say yes the more opportunities open up but you talk about you know saying no and and that can be almost an equal superpower at times why is it important for us to say no a little bit more i feel like we as human beings have fomo you know for people who don't know what that is is fear of missing out and i feel like you become more respected and people take you more seriously when you say no because then when you say yes it's like oh wow you know if i say no i'm not going out you know before when we were allowed no like what is that doing is it bringing me something mentally emotionally financially physically if it's not it's a waste of time like what the fuck am I going out to celebrate? Did I just sign a contract? Did I just, no, this is time. Like there's going to be time for that. You know what I mean? Like there will be a moment where I have a victory and I'm going to go out. And I just feel like people are so scared of the truth. Like, you know, and there was a moment where I lost myself where it's like, I felt like, okay, well maybe, you know, I'm going to say kind of, it's either it's yes or no. And it's okay to say no, you know, being selfless is okay. Not being selfish, but selfless. Like you need time to like reboot yourself. You need time to get, you know, to have a moment for yourself. And a lot of times people are such bullshitters. They can't, they'll, you know, you ask someone to do something. Oh, you know, well, let me get back to you. Just say fucking no. You don't want to do it. Just say no. I respect that more than you bullshit me. I feel like you're an asshole. If you bullshit me, just Say no, I, I will respect you. And I think that people are just so scared of the truth or saying no to someone or they're going to offend them. If you offend someone, who gives a fuck? Like, as long as you're not doing something by saying something like racist or something so far-fetched, like, just by saying, hey, not feeling that tonight, you know, it's not a big deal. So I think that there's a power in saying no because like I said, you know, you gain respect. You're going to have people respect you because that yes is going to be so powerful if you say yes all the time then it's like oh i just asked this person to do this or that they're going to always be a yes man or a yes woman yeah i think this this podcast has been you know one of the main themes has been taking control of your own destiny in your life and you know i think there's a lot of guys out there you know in the in the personal development uh industry a few come to mind like maybe gary v as much as i love him he talks about, you know, controlling your own business and, and the importance of that. But that might not be for everyone. And there was something yes. I saw on your blog and, and it said that, you know, no matter what it says at the top of your paycheck, you still work for you. And, you know, for all those people out there who might think, you know, I, I don't particularly want to run my own business. What does it mean to still, you know, work for someone else, but still be the CEO of your own life? So, yeah, you know, like you said, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. You know, I used to think like, oh man, how do people go work nine to five for someone? Like, wow, that's, I, you know, like everyone should be an entrepreneur. But I mean, everyone's just not cut out for it. And that's what I've learned. Like it is not for everybody. And that is so fucking okay. Like guys, if you, you know, guys and girls, if you don't feel like that is something for you, that is fine. But if you, let's say, work at Wells Fargo, be the best fucking teller that there can be. If you are a, 
you know, I don't know, let's say you work at McDonald's and you're the person who is at the drive-thru. Be the best person at the drive-thru where people drive and you just made their day. And that's what it is, is being the CEO of your life, like being the best at what you do. Because those are characteristics that are going to push you higher in life. If you're starting off as like someone who's at the bottom, best believe if you're the best motherfucker at doing your job, you're going to rise to the top. You know what I mean? Like, and even if you decide like, I don't want to rise to the top, I don't want to be a manager, the respect that people will have for you, you know, when you walk in, people are like, oh, you know, that girl, Susan, or that guy, Jerry, wow, that person is amazing because they take pride in what they do, you know? And everybody serves a purpose because I feel like a lot of times people look at someone who's like a janitor, like, oh, just that janitor. Like, no, fuck you. Like, that janitor is a person who cleans the fucking toilets and makes sure when you go take a piss or a shit that, the you know, like that bathroom's clean. Everyone serves a purpose in this life. So just because you're not out there being the CEO of your company, like, be the CEO of your life. And let's just not forget that everybody has such an important role and i mean i'm gonna go off on a rant when people are like i'm self-made no fuck you you're not self-made it took a village to build that like that person from the way bottom to all the way to the top all serves a purpose to bring you up to where you're at so you know just take pride in what you do even if you don't like your job still go in there and act like it's the best thing Ever, until you can figure out what it is next that you want to do that you actually really love. Just because let's just say if you do want to be an entrepreneur and you are a janitor, you being the best janitor, teller, person that works at the drive-thru, if you're the best, those are key characteristics and habits that are going to make you the best fucking CEO there is. Oh yeah, and that might be one of the, my favorite answers in over a hundred plus interviews. I think, you know, this is uh, absolutely phenomenal advice. And I think that is the, the, the perfect way to start winding down now. Um, I have four questions left for you that we ask every guest on the show. And the first one is, are there any books that you have read that have impacted your life so far? Uh, yes. And I have it in the ebook. Uh, I have read Thinking Grow Rich. I know a lot of people say like that's their favorite for me. It's the magic of thinking big. That was like a game changer for me because, you know, it's teaching you like no matter kind of like what I was saying before, no matter where you're at in your life, think big. Think about the possibilities of what you can make out of something so small, you know, like just because you start off and you're trying to get to the top, if you have the imagination, if you believe you can, you will. And I mean, that just goes with, I mean, for people who are more into thinking, grow rich. I like thinking grow rich, but to me, the magic of thinking big is phenomenal. Like I literally was like on cloud 50 after I read that and, um, law of attraction, you know, um, I do believe there's a thing about manifestation and the people you connect with and putting that energy out, you know, you may not have the money to go out and do what you need to, but if you manifest what you want, you're going to meet somebody who's going to help you get to that level. And it may take some years, but, um, those two books I would say have been a game changer for me. And who are some of the, the mentors or, or people that have inspired you in life? I mean, I love Andy Frisella. I've gotten a lot of my stuff, um, from him. Um, he's, really to me i like him because he's not for everybody 
he's very hardcore. He's in your face. It's fuck you. And, but you know, that's my personality. So that's what I resonate with. Um, I would say him. Um, I like Gary V. Uh, who else can I think of? I like Ed Milet. And I feel like I'm missing some people, but that's just what comes to um, my mind right now. Are there any societal norms or societal rules or attitudes that you just love to break? Um, yeah, I, I'm always, I feel like I'm a woman. I like to walk to the beat of my, of my own drum. Um, like in the ebook, it says you are your own superpower. You know what I mean? So no one's going to do you like you do you. And I feel like everyone's trying to be the next this, the next that. And like everyone's trying to be a Kardashian. And I fucking love the Kardashians. But the Kardashians, there's not going to be another Kardashian. Like they've done their thing and they're killing it, you know? Like people just get so caught up of like looking like the, like the same and walking the same and talking the same. I'm like, what makes you special is you. So fucking do you. And that's what... I mean, I feel like I've gotten to that place where I'm like, no one's going to do me like me. Like today I was thinking about, okay, we're doing this, you know, interview. I'm like, oh, you know, I should put on makeup and stuff. I was like, well, I don't feel like fucking putting on makeup. I look tired. I didn't sleep good, but this is me and I don't care. Like if you want to talk shit, cool. Like I don't, I don't care. This is how I feel today. Maybe later on I'm, you know, I'm going to go put on some makeup, but for now I'm just going to show up how I feel, you know? So just being comfortable in your own skin. Now, the last question I have for you, um, if we imagine a scenario in which every person on the planet is tuned into the same frequency and you get the chance to broadcast uh, a short message, you know, a lesson to every person on the planet and they're going to hear it, what would Ariane's message to the world be? I feel like it's what I just said. You are your own superpower. Um, no one's going to do you like you fucking do you. So do you. Um, and when you're focused, resilient, and driven, the sky has no limit. So, and if when you, and I'm going to say one more, when you stay in your lane, there is no traffic. Now, everything again, some motherfucker may cut you off, but when you get back in your lane, you're winning. Amazing. Ariane, where can our listeners get more of your content and connect with you? Yes. Um, as my, my dog has been very disruptive, I'm sorry. Um, People can follow me across the board at Ariane Andrew. Um, you can get my fitness app at AA Academy. I'm about, you know, again, providing value. So I give five workouts for free before you make a commitment because I believe that that's important for you to test drive and see if this is something that works for you. Um, I have a business called Label My Keys. My podcast is Escape with AJ, but to make it short and simple, if people go to at Ariane Andrew, you can find everything because I'm a queen of all trades and have my hands in a million things. Amazing. Ariane, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been one of my favorite conversations to date. And, you know, I know you've got a busy day ahead, so I'll, I'll leave you to here and uh, good luck with everything. And I, I hope to speak to you again. Thank you so much.